Well, I, talking uh, about that football and what's going on in the city of Cape Town, I can tell you that the city of Cape Town has red-carded uh, an organisation called the African Brothers Football Academy and Gardens for operating illegally, uh, leaving hundreds of children, many of them underprivileged, without a place to play football. Its co-founder and director, Craig Hepburn, faces jail time or a 100,000 rand fine for unauthorised use of the property. And so uh, we're going to get both sides of the story now. It's a uh, pleasure to welcome on to SAFM Sports special uh craig hepburn craig welcome on to uh, the show thank you for uh, taking the time to chat to us uh this afternoon not the greatest of circumstances obviously the pressure on you right now but uh, give us a, a bit of background what, what what's happened in the city of cape town with with this initiative hi thanks very much um well, we started the initiative initially back in 1999 when i approached the school and our and our goal was to uh, implicate uh, put a model in place that would be sustainable, it would create employment, and then also be able to assist with government development in fixing up school facilities and also giving kids the try to come play at school because currently you, know, you look at the schools around South Africa and a lot of them don't have sports facilities. So we put this model in place so that we could also further teach illiterate and unemployed people who want to have a passion for football and get them to coach and everything. So we fixed the facility up. We got the model working. It's now working. Four years, four and a half years later, um, back in 1999 to 2007, um, I presented all the city and um, the head of sports and the people um, with the proposal, and we never received any comments back. Even when we launched in 2009, we sent out invitations to everybody, and the Central City Improvement District supported us in Cape Town, and we started and we fixed the academy up, and now it's grown into it's a, it's a community development program. It's united the people. And it's, and it's created a base for, for kids from under 5 to under 17 to enjoy football in great facilities. And four and a half years later, we are faced with a zoning problem and have, and have waited months and years in order to rectify this because we want to build a partnership with the city. We want to build a partnership with SAFA. We want to build a partnership with everybody out there. I think we have a model, and if we can all put our knowledge and skills and, and interest together, we can get through this. Certainly, we also didn't want to annoy the neighbors with noise in that. So we also look at, look at ways of implementing how we can reduce that and then also implementing a plan where the city can, 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 um, send as other school kids to our facility who don't have facilities. So there are solutions to the problem and that's what I think we should need to get to and have a look at. Craig, it's an interesting one. You talk about a rezoning. Obviously, this piece of land that you guys were using uh, is, is zoned for one purpose. It's now apparently been rezoned for another. But one of the big issues, too, that the city of Cape Town apparently has is uh, that you're running this facility as a business and not as an NGO. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why they are booting you off the piece of land. I don't think it's just that. I think, you know, we, uh, we took a, uh, a formal approach in this. I've, I've been involved in football development for 17 years in numerous communities in, in Cape Town. And, you know, one of the things is NGO, we decided to start a business because we felt that it would give sponsors and investors an opportunity to, and also that it wouldn't cost the government anything, and it would, wouldn't put pressure on the, on the organization to always be going out getting funding. We wanted to create a sustainable um, um, project. Our books are there. People can have a look at our PTY Limited. That's no problem. And also all the people who have contributed to make this a success. And one of the things that we wanted to do was get kids off the streets, create employment, and let it be sustainable. So if that's the question, surely, you know, 
give us the opportunity to contribute back. And and I think this approach, too, is also possibly putting a lot of people off development, you know, and I think it's something that why aren't the people coming to have a look at what's working and let's see where we can take it. We have... We want to we want to roll this program out to another ten to hundred schools throughout South Africa, and we want to grow this. So let us have a look at ways how we can create these processes that we can build something together and go forward. Craig, you also mentioned that there've there've been complaints from residents with regards to noise levels. I know there's also uh, been complaints about uh, parking congestion, also illegal uh, construction of of structures and that sort of thing. You guys have built like a, a is it a is it a, f- a five aside or six aside courts basically that various clubs uh, are, are are renting from you and, and you're putting on on tournaments. So obviously that is is from the business perspective, but you using that model to then fund the development. Uh, but my what, what I'm seeing from the outside is, is people are seeing that you're focusing more on that than the actual development. Is is that a, a fair a fair statement? No, I don't think it is. I don't think they've actually looked at the efforts that we've gone in to take a derelict facility or a so-called heritage site and left it derelict. It was, it was a drag den. And, you know, we've invested a lot of money. We have the four photographs on our website. Even the field, three quarters of the field was unplayable. The whole place was lying derelict. We invested our money into that with a good purpose to create something for the community, to create something for the school, for people to unite, and once again to create employment and that platform for young kids to come and learn in great facilities. But the only thing is, how do you pay for that? And the way that we pay for that is through the rental of the five-a-side courts. And a lot of, a lot of, yes, a lot of the players who do come there, when we started, we actually had a, we had boards up around the course, and it made a, it made a lot of noise, and it was very offensive, and automatically we, 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 we sorted that out and put nets in front of the boards, and that avoided it. Unfortunately, we have people that come down and play, and they get overexcited, and they shout, and possibly swear, and everything, but we have spoken to them too to get involved in the protest, to understand that they are neighbors, and that we respect that. The last thing we want to do is also annoy the neighbors. And then we're also looking at a way that you can put up a sound barrier that would prevent that. But then there's another alternative. If we can get the city council to work with us, that the schools in the area and the community can come and use the facility from 1 to 6 o'clock, okay, and they sponsor those schools to come and come there, then we will be able to keep the academy open and still continue great things. We still want to build an education center at the academy where we want to coach the coach and basically take literate people as we have and coach them how to coach kids. And the biggest the biggest problem in South African football is that under fives to under elevens are not looked at at all. And this is the critical area that we need to take have a look at. And with this model, we can put it into primary schools and it can be sustainable and it can be a great um, <clears throat> way to sort out the problems with development, development of schools, and also saving the tax taxpayer money. And you know, we just want to work with the process and say, well, why did you put up charges against us in the zoning when the school governing body originally we did the lease with them never mentioned anything to us about, about the zoning? And I, and I also didn't know anything about the zoning. I certainly wouldn't want to break the law. And we thought we were doing something good. So, yeah, we have the neighbors that are moaning about the noise. The parking issue... When we, when we presented this, we went to all the processes. I went to Rosen's department. We presented it. We had an architectural drawing. We went through the processes. We opened the back because we saw that the other entrance on Upper Orange Street was too dangerous, and we wanted people to use the Badar Street. The Badar Street um, uh, entrance caters for all the parking. So we got three courts. There's 30 people on the field, so there's 30 cars. We have 34 parking lots. 
So we cater to that. We also put in an application to see if we could use the one backcourt for a for a parking, and then the zoning issue came into it. But never once has it come to us and said, hey, look, God, how can we assist you and how can we help? We've only had, we've had to outlay a lot of money and investment to town planners and to and for legal fees and everything when this could have all been prevented. And we want to take this further and we want to help the city grow and we want to help South Africa grow. And I think this is a model that must be looked at and we need the support of everybody. Uh, political figures, sports minister, everybody to get involved. We have the investors and, and people that are really dedicated into contributing back to society and they see the model works and that's all we, that's what we want to achieve out of this. That's Craig Hepburn, co-founder and director of the African Brothers Football Academy. That's one side of the story. As always, there are two and uh, we'll hear from uh, Councillor Dave Bryant who's the Portfolio Committee Chairman uh, for the Energy, Environment and Special Planning uh, in the City of Cape Town. In just a moment, before we do that though, Let's uh, just have a quick update from European Tour. Uh, The golf has concluded this afternoon. Uh, Mike Tompkins, uh, who was it that ended up winning? Well, it's an American that's won for the first time on the European Tour. David Lipsky, who plays his golf predominantly on the Asian Tour. This is a co-sanctioned event here in Switzerland this week. He's moved to the top of the Asian Tour um, order of merit with this win, but he's got his name on the European Tour winners list. He finished at 18 under par alongside Graham Storm, who won that car yesterday for a hole-in-one. They went to an extra hole playoff. It was a little bit of a scrappy affair. Nerves playing a massive part. Storm put his tee shot against a wall just down at the side of the, uh, the bunker on the right-hand side of the green. Lipsky was in the bunker, chipped out into the rough. But in the end, the American did manage to hold his nerve to hole a four-foot putt to win it and take his first victory on the European Tour, as I say, and give himself a real boost in the race to Dubai rankings as well. Joint second, joint third, rather, Tyrrell Hatton and Brooks Kepka, another American, finished at 17 under par. Tommy Fleetwood and Danny Willett, two more UK uh, English players, rather, at 16 under par. But David Lipsby becomes just the second American after Craig Stadler back in the 1980s to win this tournament. It was the 80th edition of the Amiga European Masters this year. It's been a f- fantastic four days of golf, capped off by a win for the American, David Lipsky. Well, Tompkins, uh, at that uh, European Tour event. Thank you so much for that update. And, uh, yeah. SAFM Sports Special, you just heard from Craig Hepburn, the co-founder and director of the African Brothers Football Academy, who, uh, by all accounts, have tried their best to make sure that uh, they had everything under control, but uh, the city of Cape Town have booted them in gardens for operating illegally, leaving hundreds of children, many of them underprivileged, without a place to play football. We join now by Councillor Dave Bryant, who's the Portfolio Committee Chairman for Energy, Environment and Special Planning in the city of Cape Town. Uh, Councillor, thank you so much for joining us uh, this afternoon. You heard what Craig Hepburn had to say what's uh, the city of Cape Town's take on that? Hi, um, afternoon. Um, well, yeah, the, the city of Cape Town's uh, take on the situation, I think, is uh, based mainly on um, the application which we received um, uh, for the um, departures and an effort to regularise some of the activities that were taking place um, on the Gardens Commercial High School fields. Um, uh, the property um, has been used for. Uh, five-a-side soccer and obviously for the, the African Brothers Football Academy for, for a number of years now. Um, the <clears throat> uh, premises was, or the, the owners were served with a notice of compliance a few years back uh, after complaints were received from, from residents regarding noise and uh, business activities. And um, <clears throat> I think since then um, there have been investigations by the the owners themselves to find ways to to regularise um, what is going on, 
um, our officials from the city of Cape Town did a very extensive um, investigation. Um, we also had our sub-council doing site visits, um, looked at all of the information and the recommendation that came through from our, our officials of the city. So it's, you know, they're, not, they're not a political, uh, political body. It's, it's uh, the officials who we hire um, that work at the city of Cape Town. Uh, their recommendation was um, for the application uh, to be refused. And uh, our sub-council went with um, that recommendation. It's an interesting one. Obviously, the bylaws and and, and city laws are there to to keep order in in a city and and make sure everyone's happy. But obviously, you can't keep everyone happy all the time. That's just the society and, unfortunately, the, the world that we live in. By what Craig was saying, they, they were trying to do, according to him, everything by the book, and, and it, it, it does put him, in, in my opinion, in a difficult situation. Yes, I understand that they started this thing out to, to help uh, these underprivileged kids, and obviously there was a business aspect to it, but uh, many NGOs are, are battling financially, and, and if, if someone like Craig saw a business opportunity that he could use to fund the football development, surely that's a, a good thing. And, and uh, where to now for, for, for Craig Hepburn and, and the African Brothers Football Academy, Councillor? Yeah, look, I mean, first and foremost, you know, the city is definitely not against the idea of sports development, um, or uh, you know the type of thing that's that's been going on with with the African Brothers Club. You must remember there are two different aspects to this. The one aspect is the, the club for the kids, um, which uh, they run normally during the day. Um, but then the other aspect is <clears throat> the farmer side course and the, and the, the business aspect of it. Um, and and that aspect is essentially the part that we've been receiving the most complaints about, mainly because of the fact that um, it operates quite late into the night. Um, and the courts are surrounded by residential buildings, um, which means that uh, it makes it very, very difficult for us um, to, uh, to keep that up and running. I understand that fully, and I get exactly what you're saying. The issue in, in my where I'm sitting from here is, is obviously the one funds the other, that without the five-a-side courts, and, and I understand where yes. the residents are coming from, without the five-a-side courts, they wouldn't have the finances to be able to run the football academy. So the, deve- no, the development there, 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 are, there are other business models that one can approach um, that other NGOs have used. And we have also, as the city, uh, we've uh, offered in our last meeting, um, to assist them in finding an alternative space um, within one of our existing uh, school sports facilities. Um, the Cape Town High School is one of the proposed um, new locations um, for the five-a-side courts and the event side of things. So it's not as if we haven't, uh, we haven't offered to assist, and that's why I was actually quite taken aback um, that we'd be having this, this uh, you know, radio conversation um, after the fact that, that we did seem to have quite, a, quite an annual end to our, our most recent meeting. No, Councillor, obviously, I mean, like I said, there's two sides to, to both stories, and, and we want to try and get both. Something that, that, that uh, Craig brought up as well, obviously, he says he's invested a lot of money in that, in that facility. Uh, as far as the planning and, 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 and the, the, the sort of structures that were built, was everything done by the book by Craig Hepburn and his organization, or was there, was there illegal building that was going on? I mean, was everything done the way it should have been done? We see it, you know, the, the, something that compounds the situation is the fact that the uh, the fields are owned by a separate sphere of government. They're owned by um, provincial government um, and managed by the education department. Uh, so we've actually got two different spheres of government um, in play here. 
um, they are the, the property owners. So they would actually be the ones that would be applying um, to uh, to amend their own uh, property rights and zoning. Um, so it's you know it's it's a, it's an issue where uh, I don't think there was there was adequate um, conversation and consultation with with both the government, us, or all, all, all province. Um, I think most of the uh, the deliberation was done via the governing body, um, and that may have been one of one of the the, uh, the stumbling blocks. Um, but uh, like I've said, the city is in, in no way against the idea of soccer development, and you know, for all intents and purposes, there's no reason why the the academy side of things can't continue on the site um, uh, that uh, that it's currently being uh, run on. It's only the business aspect, the eventing side, and the five-a-side courts at night and over the weekends and Sundays um, that is really causing the issues. And I know that most of the residents are very pro-development. They're very pro the idea of of kids playing soccer there. It's just the, the, the noise and the inconvenience at night that's really an issue for them. Uh, I know the matter is subjudicated as well, so difficult to comment on, but, but where to from here for, for, for the city of Cape Town? I mean, I get what you're saying, that the, 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 the development can happen there. I get what Craig's saying, too, that development can't happen without the commercial aspect to it. So it's a, it's a bit of a chicken and egg situation, but where to from here? Well, the, the, uh, the applicants do have the right to appeal the, the decision with the city of Cape Town. Obviously, that decision is not going to come before myself and our sub-council, which is why I'm able to speak to you on the phone. But um, it will go before the City of Cape Town's appeal committee if they choose to appeal. Um, and that decision uh, could possibly be overturned if the appeal committee feels that there are um, grounds for that. Um, otherwise, they can they can pursue uh, an, an alternative uh, way of, of going forward, possibly using a different field for for the events and the five-a-side um, aspects, and continuing with the uh, the current fields for for the football uh, the football club side of things, but that's essentially up to them to decide. Um, and you know, as a city, we we are always open to to assist where we can. We obviously just have to ensure that our bylaws are complied with, um, and that uh, you know we can't we have to use a one-size-fits-all approach when it comes to to expanding matters. Uh, there's no way that we can. You can make a, a, an emotional call on an issue, um, depending on, on you know exactly what the use is. Um, we, you know, we we do have have bylaws that we have to police. Yeah, and absolutely. I mean, there's lines that are drawn, and, and they have to have to stay. You can't blur those lines because then where do you stop? Uh, Councillor Dave Wright, thank you so much for your time this evening here on SAFM Sports Special Portfolio Committee Chairman for Energy, Environment, and Special Planning in the City of Cape Town. The uh, ball, obviously, uh, in Craig Hepburn's court, the co-founder and director of African Brothers Football Academy. And so, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that matter and see if they do appeal that decision.